Praise God, brothers and sisters. Today uh, we were working in one of my guys. Um, работали, работаем, а он поет песню рождественскую. Я поворачиваюсь на него и спрашиваю: "А ты знаешь, что в следующей неделе Пасха? Ты что делаешь?" Я у него спросил, и потом сам задумался и думаю: без Рождества бы Пасхи не было. Я чуть-чуть хочу не про Рождество говорить, а про Пасху, а, так как Пасха в следующей неделе. И не про Пасху, а те события, those events leading up to the, the Passover, up to the, leading up to the crucifixion of Christ. And uh, that is why we read uh, Matthew 26, chapter 26, in the beginning of the service. It was about Judas and how he sold, in other words, betrayed or sold Christ for those 30 pieces of silver. And you know, um, the topic of my uh, sermon or my short word is, I wanted to call it investing, but I guess in, in a deeper thought, it's more of investing while losing or selling something more valuable. And I'd like to jump in. Uh, I'm not gonna read the story of es Eshua uh, and Jacob, but uh, I'll talk about it a little bit. And um, it's in Genesis chapter 25. And uh, Esau and Jacob, they were twins. And uh, Esau was the older twin. He came out and Jacob was literally holding on to his heel when they came out. So in, in like older times, the firstborn was the one that got all the blessings. We can tell by all the kings and, and everything, the king's firstborn was the one, was the one who take rule next after the king passed away. And so being the firstborn was a big deal. And Esau was the firstborn right before Jacob. And it was literally seconds, but it, it doesn't really matter. But he came out first. That's all that matters. And so he had the, the, the birthright because uh, he was the firstborn. And when they grew up, uh, uh, when they grew up, uh, Esau was hunting, and he came back from a long day to hunt. Uh, hunting day and he didn't catch nothing and Jacob he was at home and he cooked up some stew and he had some stew and Jacob uh, is sitting there with his stew Esau comes home really tired and he says can you share with me like give me some of that stew and Jacob he goes straight for for the birthright and he goes straight for the most valuable thing that Esau has And so Esau saying, I'm going to die, I need, I need some stew or else I'm going to die. Even though if we really think about it, that one piece of stew wouldn't have, I mean, didn't really save him. He wasn't dying. He was just really tired. And so he sold his birthright for that stew. It was the heat of the moment to where he, he put a value on his, uh, his um, sustayanya. He put a value on what he felt at that moment. And so he saw more value in that stew than he did in his birthright. But we can see later in the story when it comes down to uh, Isaac actually praying over Jacob and giving the, the blessing to his oldest son, we see that Jacob already took it and Esau then regretted everything he did. And we can see in Hebrew chapter 12, I'm going to read a couple verses, chapter 12, 15 to 17, see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, 
that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many may be defiled. That there be no immoral or godless person like Esau, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. For you know that even afterwards, when he desired, desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For you know that even afterwards, when he desi des desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected and he found no place for repentance, though he sought for it with tears. And I'd like for us to just ponder on that and think about like how we can put that into our own lives. Although we might not be hunting out there and we might not be so hungry that we need to eat right now. Just for, you know, И мы отдаем духовное за то, что, чтобы приобрести то мирское, то, ту похоть, которая у нас внутри. And, uh, you know, I see, I, the reason I call this investing was um, everyone does some kind of investing. His birthright was his, was his gift, but he, he sold it. And... Jacob, he invested into it, in other words. But Esau, he sold his birthright. And just for some little materialistic thing like stew, like he would not have died if he didn't have that little piece. Like people fast for 40 days and 40 nights in the Old Testament. Like he would not have died from a lack of one meal. And, you know, but the thing with investing is I think all of us invest, or most of us invest. Guys more probably think about investing as stocks, but all of us invest into our own lives, whether it's physical, spiritual, whether it's our uh, health or school, work. We do all kinds of investing. We got to put in the time, you got to put in the money to come out with something else in the end. And we look at long-term investments and short-term investments. And... Spiritually, we can lose a lot of spiritual, uh, spiritual uh, things if we dig too much into the physical investments. And our whole life is just made up of these investments. I, I just named a few like work, school, and all this other stuff. And all these investments are, are things of how we can benefit more from them. What can we, how can we benefit from this or how can we benefit from that? What should I do this or that? And then we think, what benefits me more? And even Peter in the, in the uh, Matthew chapter 19, when uh, uh, he was talking to Jesus, he said, we left everything for you. What is it for us? Like, what do we get out of this? And that's our, our whole life is made up of what benefits me more. Like, what, what am I going to get in the long run? Like, my pension or work or job, whatever, school. You go to school to get a good job and, and so on and so forth. And our whole life, we're just investing. We go to the gym, we eat healthy, whatever, is so we can invest into our own body. So we can be healthy and we grow up and we feel good. And we invest, invest so much into our physical. And we oftentimes forget to invest into the spiritual, into those prayers 
We forget to invest in, into our relationship with God. We forget to invest in the kingdom of God and in into his glory. And the one, the one really dangerous thing about this mindset that we have of investing, of how can it benefit me more, is that we start putting a value on things. We start putting a value on everything around us. How can, if, I mean, I have school right now and I have church, uh, um, what's more important? And we start value, we, put it, we start putting things in boxes. This is more important than that. Oh, I have to study, I have to do my homework before, you know, I go to church and this and that. I gotta, you know, you wake up, oh, I'm too tired uh, to read the Bible. Oh, but I can go to the gym. And we have enough energy to go to the gym, but we don't have enough energy to, you know, open up that Bible, invest into our spiritual, our spiritual. And we just, our whole life, we just, we just get into this circle, is this materialistic circle of investing, whether it's money, whether it's uh, our physical, whether it's our, our jobs, our marriages. We start going to uh, all these youths and we start hanging out with all these people and have you know, we start investing into our relationships, you know, and all this other stuff that the glory of God, the spiritual goes on the back burner. We stop focusing on that spiritual and those spiritual investments, the ones that are actually the most important. We forget to actually think about where we're going to be after we're, we're going to die. What are we going to have? Like what, what kind of crowns are going to be presented before you when you die? Your house, your pension, everything else is going to burn. Everything. I mean, it might get passed on to, you know, your kids or whatever if we live that long, but who knows? And then we die and everything burns anyways, but the most important, the most valuable thing is your birthright. The one that you sometimes, we sometimes sell for maybe not a meal, but it might be, you know, whatever we spend our time on, our TV shows or anything else that we spend more time on, and we show our love towards the world more than we show our love towards God. If there was a balance, a scale that put our love on one side towards God and on the other side that had our love towards God, which side of the scale would win? Where do we spend more time? Where do we, where do we put more energy into? We're, we're, our whole life is full of investments. And we, we look at them and, you know, we're, we're investing so much into the world, which, I mean, we have all these things, right? And they're all ours. We have our car. We have our job. We have, you know, we're going to school and this is all of ours, right? No, it's not. It's all God's anyways, right? And if he gave it to us, then why not, you know, give him back? Back the time that he gives us. He's the one that gives us life. I mean, the least we can do is give him, you know, our time back, show our, show our love towards him. And, uh, you know, um, I'd like to, if we open up to Mark. Chapter 12, 41 to 44. You don't have to open up. I'll just uh, share real quick. It's about the woman who came into the, the, the temple and she gave her little two kopeki, two cents. It says it's equal, a copper coin was equal to two cents. And she put that in the jar and Jesus said she put more than all of those rich people that put, I mean, the amount wise, she put the least. But she put in everything she had. She, that's all she had and she gave it all away. And 
everything we have is all from God anyways. Without him, we wouldn't have anything anyways, right? So why is it so hard to give our, quote unquote, our stuff away or to God or for God's glory? Because it's ours, right? We worked so hard for it. We did so much. We came so far. And, you know, we're trying to invest more, like, into our life. And, you know, the Bible teaches us don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry for itself, you know. If God, uh, the brother uh, Daniel read before me, he said, you know, God even dressed the, the flowers and whatnot. You know, how much more are you, how much more important are you and me? You know, and we're, we're just investing so much that we forget about the spiritual. We forget about God, that he's, he's the one in control, and he's the one that's blessing our whole, our plans, even though we don't realize it sometimes. And, you know, um, there's a saying that goes that it's easy to give other people's stuff away, right? If you have someone else's stuff, if someone gave you some stuff, and someone else asked for it, like, it's a lot easier to give it away rather than if it's yours, if, right, if... Uh, you're the one that worked for it, you know. It's it's a lot easier to uh, just give something away if it's if it was just gifted to you, and oftentimes that's exactly what we do. Our our salvation, all this, it was it's God's grace. It was God's gift to us, and oftentimes we just sell it, sell our birthright. And if we uh, remember back an hour or so when. The little brother read uh, Matthew chapter 26 of how Judas sold or betrayed Jesus for, for that 30 pieces of silver. And we think like, man, I would never sell Jesus. I wouldn't sell my friend for 30 pieces of silver. And right now I, I looked it up and it only equals up to, um, I think, from 100 to 400 dollars depending on what kind of silver coins they were. And we think, oh, I would never sell anybody. I mean, I wouldn't even sell my... A slave, not a slave, I'm, you know, we don't have slaves. But I'm just saying, like, well, I wouldn't even sell, like, a friend or anybody, you know, for, for that much. Like, you don't, you don't sell people. And first of all, Jesus wasn't even Judas's to begin with, you know. He, he had no right selling. I mean, Jesus was, like, completely, I mean, he was in his group of people, you know. He was one of the disciples. But Jesus didn't belong to Judas, and in other words, Judas pretty much just sold him out. And, you know, oftentimes, I mean, we think about it and we think it's crazy. Wow, like if I was a disciple of Jesus, like if Jesus were that close to me, I would never sell him. Well, oftentimes that's exactly what we do. You know, we spend our, we, that's exactly what we do. We're, you know, we sometimes act like Judas, even though it sounds so crazy. But we, you know, spend those extra few hours at work to earn that extra couple pieces of silver and we don't have no more time for Jesus the next day same thing all over again we wake up we go to work you know for those couple pieces of silver and our life flies by and guess what we have money but our relationship with Jesus is sold you know we we sell our birthright for just you know our investments into the physical into our schools into our work and God is the one that helps us obtain all that anyway so why is it so hard sometimes to just, you know, invest into the spiritual? Because that's, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And if we focus on the kingdom of God, everything else will fall into place like it says, right? I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. But, and, you know, it's, 
Those words are written down, but it's hard to believe sometimes, you know, that if you just, you know, just focus on the glory of God and God's kingdom and everything else you need will just fall into place. God will, you know, clothe you and everything. That doesn't mean don't, don't work or don't, you know, get a job or don't plan ahead, whatever. I mean, like, uh, don't try to go to school and start learning for something. That just means don't forget that the most important thing is the glory, is God's kingdom, is our salvation. And we can't forget to, you know, and start investing, start putting stuff towards our salvation. So those, that scale of our love, if it ever, no, I mean, if it existed, if it was a thing, if our love for God or for the world could be measured on a scale, which scale would win? Ask yourself, like, how much, like, how much do I really love God and how much do I really love the world? How much do I spend watching TV shows or hanging out with friends or doing this and that? And how much time do I actually spend with God or for God or for God's glory? Because you could be at, you know, at work or whatever and glorify God through, through your actions and to the people around you. So don't get me wrong. I, I'm not against going to work and whatnot. I'm just saying, and I'm saying this first to myself because I have a hard time with this. You know, a lot of the preachers, a little bit off topic, but a lot of them preach on topics that they're going through themselves, something that, that is uh, affecting them in their life, you know. So I'm first, I'm, I'm saying this all to myself first. How often do I even forget, you know, that more importantly is God's glory, you know, then, then our success in this, in this world that's, you know, we're aliens of. We, you know, we're, we're not going to be here in a hundred years. You know, we're going to be in eternity. And do we put any investments into that eternity? You know, and I'd like to end off with that soon. And, but before I do, I'd like to flip the table a little bit and not think about us investing into the things of the, I mean, in the world and to spiritual, but think of us as investments. If me and you were investments of Christ, because technically his blood was poured out for me and for you, technically, if you look at it, me and you are somewhat of an investment. He died for me and you. What are we doing with the blessings, with everything that God has been giving us for his glory. What are we doing with that investment? If we had a number on ourselves, a value, would our value be growing? Would we be hot on fire and just, you know, just burning up for God? Or are we just an investment that's, you know, just, you know, lit up one time when we repented and then we just drop down and never come back up and our value just goes down? And, you know, so I'd like for us, you know, ponder about that. Uh, I'd like to end off on that, and to conclude, I'd like to summarize everything and say that we, all our actions are investments, whether they're, they're into the physical, spiritual, into our health and whatnot, but everything is for God's glory. Everything we do should be for God's glory. And it, it, it's written in the Bible that let everything be done for the glory of, in everything you do, do as unto the Lord. You know, and so let's, let's not forget the real purpose of why we are here. Why we're here, why we are aliens on this earth, you know. And not, not to invest, not to build up ourselves some kind of, you know, uh, mansion and pension and whatnot and just live good on earth. No, we're not here for that. 
Jesus said, they, will perse they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. And our life is not going to be easy here on earth, but at least we have salvation after we're gone from this earth. So praise God for that. And, you know, let's not forget that we, if we look at it from a different point of view, we are investments too. God invested his blood into us. It was given as a gift. Our salvation is a gift. Let's not just throw it away. Let's not sell it. You know, let's not be Esau and just, you know, uh, when we're out with our friends and something shows up and we forget about the spiritual because we're in that heat of the moment and we want that meal. We want what's in front of us and we just throw our salvation away because it happens like, it, you know, Esau, it happened just one thing like that. He just sold it and he couldn't get it back. He was crying with tears and he couldn't get it back. So let's, let's remember that we invest into the glory of God and we are invested into by his blood. So with that, let's, let's end off. Let's pray and let's ask God that he may make us into valuable investments for him to where he can use us for his glory here on earth. And so that we can use his blessings also for his glory. Not so we could ask questions of how can this benefit me, but how can this benefit the kingdom of God. And with that, let's, let's pray.